Welcome to the Arlington Street Church podcast. Founded in 1729, Arlington Street continues today as a gathering place for progressive people of faith in the greater Boston area and beyond. We are located at the corner of Arlington and Boylston Streets, across from the Public Garden in Boston, Massachusetts. Please visit ASCBoston.org for more information about this historic Unitarian Universalist congregation. Arlington Street Church, gathered in love and service for justice and peace. There are good secrets, surprises, gifts, good news, and there are bad secrets. I wish we had different words for good secrets and bad secrets. On the joy-misery scale, they really couldn't be further apart. And while one kind is meant to be kept, the other is meant to be told. This morning, I invite you to a consideration of the end to keeping bad secrets. On January 1st, 2005, Frank Warren launched what he imagined as a community art project. He handed out postcards to strangers and left them piled up in public places with the instructions to take one, write on it a secret you have never told, and mail it back to him anonymously. It's your guess as to why post-secret captured the popular imagination and became a worldwide obsession. More than half a million secrets later, Frank Warren has a wildly popular blog and five huge bestsellers comprised entirely of an intimate glimpse into individual private lives and our shared humanity. When asked what he's learned from this project, Frank Warren says, Sometimes when we think we are keeping a secret, the secret is actually keeping us. As a child, I dodged questions about the dissolution of my family. My father, I said, was away on business. My mother, I said, wasn't feeling well. These were not lies per se, they were partial truths designed to obfuscate the whole truth. They kept the secret that kept me. And I never shared the elaborate fantasy that my father had been recruited to the CIA. I imagined that he was on the run, keeping a wide berth so as not to put us in danger. Sometimes late at night, I would slip out of bed and stand at the window, staring hard into the shadows where I hoped against hope that he was hiding, hoping for a glimpse of me as I longed for a glimpse of him. I don't remember whether or not I believed it, but it was a self-soothing explanation for his disappearance and my mother's anguish. Swiss physician Paul Tournier says, nothing makes us so lonely as our secrets.
I wonder what might have happened if there were even one person to whom I felt I could have told the whole truth. I know that many of you have kept such secrets, fearing further isolation and retribution, and have wondered the same thing. In an excellent and nuanced article called The Power of Secrets, family therapist Evan Ember Black explains that when the family model motto is don't tell anyone our business, there's always a bad secret being kept. <laughs> when families create inviolable rules to keep information hidden, they make it impossible to ask for help or to use needed resources in the outside world. At the age of 37, a woman I'll call Judy told her family secret, her family secret, for the first time, 37 years old. Her family, viewed from the outside, the perfect family, orbited around her mother's addiction to tranquilizers. My father, is a physician, she says. To this day, he writes her prescriptions. Everyone in the family knows, although we're supposed to act as if we don't. Our family, she says, invented don't ask, don't tell, long before the government ever thought of it. Judy had left home for college nearly 20 years earlier, yet she still found herself enthralled to the family secret, paralyzed by some toxic combination of fear and habit. She continued to pretend that nothing was out of the ordinary ever. All her conversation was superficial and she found herself unable to reveal anything personal about herself to anyone. As a result, she had no close friendships and no sustained intimacy in her life. Only a crushing Loneliness drove her to break the silence. How much life did Judy miss keeping that secret? And really, what would have happened had she told? When we say, I'm afraid I'll lose my family if I tell the truth, we fail to accept the fact that keeping bad secrets means they are already lost to us. We have kept secrets that have no business being kept, made their shame our own, though it was not our shame, but that of those insisting on the secrecy. And we have kept secrets of our own making. Author Jane Issey writes, what may start as a simple secret can spread through a person's character like a cancer. Keeping a secret demands habitual denial, which gradually may morph into self-deception, resulting in the diminution of self. At psychologist Andrea Pollard, it takes a lot of psychic energy to keep tabs on big, internal events, energy that would otherwise be used for personal growth and fulfillment. 
encountering French philosopher René Descartes' assertion that we are what we think, French novelist André Malraux writes, we are not what we think. We are what we hide. This is the philosophy of Alcoholics Anonymous and all 12-step recovery programs. We are only as sick as our secrets. When our addictions are hidden, when we keep bad secrets, they have extraordinary power, including the power to kill us. My friend Harvey's mother was very sick when he was a child. He and his six siblings were never told what was wrong. The implied message was that they were not even to speak of it. And when she died, none of them asked what had killed her. When Harvey was a young adult, within months of each other, four of his sisters were diagnosed with late-stage colon cancer. Too late to save their own lives. They learned in the cruelest way that this is what had killed their mother. Had they known, they could have undergone regular, life-saving colonoscopies. How to unweave this tangled web. Gretchen Rubin, author of The Happiness Project, suggests that we commit to a strategy of clarity. This begins, she says, with paying attention to what we are inclined to hide. She is not talking about a wanted pregnancy or other happy surprises. She writes that preventing others from acting as witnesses, from seeing what's on the computer screen, what's occupying our thoughts, how we're spending our money, shows that in some way our actions don't reflect our values. The antidote, the choice to be happy, begins with forcing the secret into plain view and telling it. When we're inclined to keep something hidden, the litmus test is to notice whether we're hiding something destructive or self-destructive and why. In 1977, American poet Adrienne Rich published a monograph entitled Women and Honor, some notes on lying. It remains my definitive guidebook to our covenant to speak our truths in love. She says that honorable relationships, which she defines as those in which we have the right to use the word love, honorable relationships are a process of refining the truths we tell each other. It is important to do this, she writes, because it breaks down human self-delusion and isolation. It is important to do this because we can count on so few people to go that hard way with us. Truthfulness, writes Adrian Rich, is not something that springs ablaze of itself. It has to be created between people. And here is my favorite passage. When someone tells me a piece of the truth which has been withheld from me 
and which I needed in order to see my life more clearly. It may bring acute pain, but it can also flood me with a cold, C-sharp wash of relief. It isn't that to have an honorable relationship with you, I have to understand everything or tell you everything at once. It means that most of the time, I am eager, longing for the possibility of telling you. That these possibilities may seem frightening, but not destructive to me. That we know that we are trying all the time to extend the possibilities of truth between us. The possibility of life between us. Beloved spiritual companions, sometimes when we think we are keeping a secret, the secret is actually keeping us. We are not what we think. We are what we hide. Nothing makes us so lonely as our secrets. And we are only as sick as our secrets. May we declare an end to keeping bad secrets. Let the end begin with us. May we commit to a strategy of clarity. Speak our truths in love. And so create honorable relationships. Here, may we choose to extend the possibilities of life among us. Here, let us use the word love. Amen. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We would love to hear from you via email at office at ASCBoston.org or through our Facebook page. If you would like to support the good work of Arlington Street Church, please consider a contribution by checking the mail or through our website, ASCBoston.org.